nerds. This is the Pretty Nerds Podcast. Let's get into it. Now point your fingers up to the sky and pop through your nose way up high. Spin and dip and jump and gurport and finish it off with a laugh and snort. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds Podcast. This is your girl, Fallon Deanne. And this is your girl, Nay. How's everything been going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Fine here. Um, can't complain. Got a vacation coming up, so I'm excited. All good things. <laughs> All good things. Where are you going? Just to Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. Oh, good times. Good times. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well. I ain't do nothing as usual, girl. Same old, same old around these parts. <laughs> Are you going somewhere for your birthday? I wanted to, but I took too long to plan it to figure out where I wanted to go. So, no, not this year. Okay. Maybe somewhere late. Maybe sometime later in the year. I don't know. I'll see. But. Unless I make like a quick last minute trip somewhere, but I doubt it because shit's too hot to try to last minute book it. Yeah. These planes are just getting out of control. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. The rise in gas prices. Yeah. Inflation is killing everybody. Like, oh, Jesus. Like, I'm just trying to go to Chicago one weekend. I'm like, I'm not paying this amount of money to go to Chicago. It's like too close to pay this. No. Right? Listen. And look, the worst part is, is that some people's, you know, your option would be to drive, but shit, gas high as fuck too. So you probably end Listen. up spending the grip to drive. You like, man, it might be for like, you think about like here, you're like, oh, well, gas here is like 369. But when you probably get close to Chicago and Chicago, you probably going to be at $5. So I'm like, nope. <laughs> exactly. Whole mess. Anywho, let's go ahead and jump into this week's hot topics since we do have quite a few. Let's start with the, let's start with the more politically stuff. Then we'll kind of get into the, the mess of it all. So first up and foremost, I don't know if if you've been seeing it, but the Florida governor pretty much has, I guess, declared war on Disney. Governor DeSantos, he is going after Disney because they went after his, they call it the don't say gay bill. He calls it like a parental something, parental rights bill or something like that. I don't know. Nonetheless, he has enacted that, well, he did some type of law where Disney wouldn't be able to self-govern themselves. And I just saw that the Florida Senate did pass it. So what are your thoughts on that whole thing? Do you think Disney will kind of one-up them and be like, okay, cool, bet, we'll just move cities? Um, That's what I definitely think is going to happen because they have options. And I, it's gonna, it's like one of those things where I feel like I'm a, what is it? I'm gonna cut off my nose to spite my face. It's like I don't understand the why, and then it uh, in return it hurts the people, and it hurts your. I guess you can say they will be constituents. Is that you're hurting the people that need and that benefits the most from Disney? Because if they pull out, you got to think about like this is not, you know, all them they taking a you know, five hundred jobs with them, like. If Disney pull out, it probably would collapse Orlando. Like, and probably the state as well would take a huge hit. So I just, I just don't understand the all the energy that they put behind like gay and transgender. I just don't understand. Like, for like it just it baffles me. Um, it baffles me that they're literally like, okay, well, let's just get this passed. And it's always like the fucking self. Like, can we just? Stop. Right. I don't know. I just, it's foolishness. It's always like, but they continue to vote 
foolish ass people in. Not saying like the other, you know, Democrats is like super duper better, but it's like, bro, we're just gonna kill the economy and then what? And then people that's like turning it on be like, he fine, he gonna be straight regardless. His retirement fund is solidified. All of that, he good. It's you that would, you know, the regular everyday person that would be harmed the most. Basically, I honestly think he's just trying to ramp up his base because we all know that he's been pivoting since the whole since Trump didn't win. He's been pivoting or even if he was he was hoping probably to be Trump's vice president choice the second time around. But I he's pivoting to run for president. We all know it. We all see it coming. So he's just trying to rally, you know, that base to be supportive of him and he's doing whatever he can despite it. I don't think he really even gives a shit what happens in Florida. It's all about his presidential run. I guarantee you he's going to run for president. And and that's why he's making all the moves that he's making. But I and I like a hundred percent agree, but I'm like, yeah, I know he didn't win. So it's like you're gonna need a whole lot of help. And it looks like from what we're seeing is that on the flip side, they're like ramping up and trying to get in gear for like every hit that can possibly happen. They have a good voter turnout. So I'm like, I just, it's foolishness. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the ties are definitely turning, you know, it, it happens every couple of years. We'll see. It'll get liberal and then it'll get really, really liberal. And then people will, once it swings too far to the left, then people will want to try to swing it back. So it'll start to lean more conservative, conservative, then it'll get too conservative again. Like we're starting to see it pivot back that way towards because, you know, it was getting progressive and lib- really it was getting very liberal out here in these streets. And so now we're starting to see it take a hard swing back to the right. So, you know, there, it's it's I, who knows, you know, you're yeah, seeing. I just don't think he would be the top pick. Listen, you'd be surprised, man. There are a lot of people who identify with him and who agree with the decisions he's making. Like literally whenever, if I'm on an urban blog, and I hate to use the word urban because I feel like that is so pigeonholed, but y'all know what I mean. If I'm on like the shade room or something like that, neighborhood talk, and I start seeing at like legitimately amounts of black people talking about protect that man at all costs and so and so for president i'm like oh fuck here we go we in for we (laughs) in for a situation (laughs) like i don't know like black people y'all can as 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 a, a community we can be swayed by a lot of our own prejudice so i don't know and you know with with black folks whether they want to admit it or not that whole uh, homosexuality is a big hot button for them. It's an easy way to say sway black people to to somebody's cause, you know, which is sad. But they know the buttons to push, man. All they have to do is, I mean, we saw it with the, uh, we see it with anything, with any type of campaigns. All they have to do is either talk religion, homosexuality, something like that, and they can really get black folks on there on their bandwagon and that's it's so low though it's like oh well, let me just talk about this and it's like okay fine and it what kills me about it is that you have some of the same black people like the democrats be saying the same thing but like all of them do though yeah i don't know i just i just feel like people are gonna have to one of these days like what what this tells me is that a lot of people just don't one they de- definitely didn't pay attention to history like you did and they don't re- realize that you're not going to be in power forever. Like, everybody gets old. You know what I'm saying? Time waits for no one. So it's just like, what do y'all think by alienating the younger people, the younger generations, that it's like, what do y'all think is going to happen when you get old? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you, all the people that y'all are fighting against, they they're gonna be the the people in power soon, and it's like when you old as fuck, then what? And then they in in acting some some of the same restrictive ass shit towards your ass. Then you in a nursing home, 
having to eat dog food or some shit. Like, y'all better quit playing with me. I just don't understand. Y'all better quit playing with people. Like, I just don't understand, y'all. Yeah, I just... And it's like, bro, I just... I just don't get the whole, like, the abortion and the fucking gay thing. Like, I I don't. Like, I don't. I told you. It's it's the two hot buttons. Religion. (laughs) Religion and homosexuality. Anything that is in those two, it's like those will ramp up because pe- it, it it feeds into people's prejudices. So, yeah, I just it's sad though, ain't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I want to live in the South because of the cost of living is cheaper, but it's just it's hard because it's so like. It's so against, like, the, the politics down in the South is so against who I am, like, ugh. I know, right, and it's like, I don't know, like, I just, I don't know, <laughs> like, every day I'm like, yeah, this ain't it, because it's, and it's always the South, it's like, lowest ranking education, everything, and why are you even concerned about this? It's a bill on, like, Teachers not staying in schools and paying them good wages in Florida. How about that? Listen, you know they don't give a shit about that. <laughs> okay, they just care about they just care about dumb shit. That's all I'm gonna say. When I saw that, didn't they say they banned a math textbook because they thought it was teaching critical like race, race or something? Or and I just was like, the fuck? Are y'all <laughs> kidding me? And I just, and I also like with that, I feel I'm like, y'all know we're in a digital age. And like, of course, you have people that bury their head and it's like, okay, you don't want to recognize what it is or what happened with history. But like, it's nothing, it's going to be recorded. Like, you guys are going to be in history books on bullshit. And that's what y'all want y'all grandkids, or you're going to be even more embarrassing than what's already there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, can you imagine the history books for these type these errors? Listen, oh. <laughs> I just want to read like this is totally just off on the tangent. Like the COVID response, and they gonna be like, just the people writing about that in the future. Like, yeah, it was some stone cold idiots. <laughs> oh, listen, all the way to fuck around, stupid people. <laughs> oh, a whole mess, a whole mess. Anywho, all right, so let's jump into, now this isn't like super political, but this is still also isn't all that messy. Let's talk about Netflix and all of the issues Netflix has been having lately. They're pretty much in shambles. I I will call that I think Netflix will totally be bottom tier, I want to say in maybe another five years, if, if that, if they get another five years. Um, but essentially... They they had their their stock did a complete tumble because they had their annual meeting where they announced that they had lost a huge amount of subscribers. The reason being they're trying to place it on the whole password sharing thing, which is why they claim they're going to introduce a whole password, you know, do a whole password sharing crackdown. Then they're then they're also considering adding in commercials now so getting ad revenue so having those different tiers like other platforms do so that they can generate ad revenue that way i honestly netflix is in shambles they have been for quite a while and it's just because in my opinion they coasted on the the whole them being first thing and they just don't have a good to me they just don't have a good board who does good business because how are you the most expensive, you know, streaming service and you don't really have any good content? Yeah. I listen, I am hanging on by a thread with Netflix. I still have it, but it's expensive as hell. And when you think about, I think I pay like $12.99 for Hulu and I just have just Hulu, no add-ons. And that's with no ads. So when you think about Netflix, we're already paying, what is it, $20 or something like that? So if they add ads, it's like, so are you going to charge more for no ads? And then that $20 is just basically like, you're going to continue to lose 
subscribers. And I don't know, like if I can't share my password, then I might as well just not have it because that's what we do here. We share passwords. Basically, it's like, <laughs> I just don't understand why is Netflix the only person who give a fuck? Because in all honesty, everybody does the path. You know what I'm saying? Who, like I said, it's the reason I love Hulu. Hulu ain't never questioned me not <laughs> one time about who I share a path. They don't give a fuck. As long as I'm paying for that top tier for no ads, they don't care what the fuck I do. The bill getting paid. Listen. That's why I am saying be like, that ain't none of your business, so I get my password too. Yeah, It's mine. I pay for it. It's my account. Move on. And then I was like, and I also feel it's going to make you lose more subscribers because it's like, from what I read, it's like, you could be in one room and say, hey, I want to go and watch TV in another room and pick up. And it'll be an issue. It's like, sir, just cancel it. If I got to do all that to watch TV, don't worry about it. Yeah. I honestly think that one of Netflix issues is the one I feel like they should have a long time ago should have added tiers. They should have had a tier where you can if you don't if you know what I'm saying where you it's yeah. a lot cheaper and it has commercial just like every other platform because they need ad, ad revenue because secondly is that when it comes to all of your content y'all saying that y'all want to keep content on there but the facts are is that that's not the truth. Y'all cancel shit after one or two seasons only be and y'all do it because y'all have y'all rather spend overspend for like these big names. Like, listen, I love Shonda Rhimes, but shit, you paid her hundred million for Bridgerton. Basically, you paid Ryan Murphy three hundred million to produce however many shows he's paying. I know y'all have to be paying sky's the limit to these actors because so many of them are running to make their budget their little other movies on on netflix like ryan like those you know big movie star names who are in big blockbuster movies are running to make netflix movies like it used to be a thing where it was like oh if you're a c-lister or something like that you would go and make a netflix movie but now you have these big budget are running to like these this streaming platforms like nah some you know what i mean like it just and y'all would rather spend money and overpay on that than actually put the effort and time into your content or your shows like all the shows that they have that people get into watching y'all they literally cancel after a season or two so and that's what I'm, I'm like wait those i'm i feel like the first season is just like if it's good, like, or if it's a great series, then it's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if it's good and it got room, like, okay, I'll tune back into it. It don't have to be, you know, super duper 100. So I don't know. That's one of my like biggest issues with them. It's like, okay, I'm waiting for the second season or the third season. Like you said, and it's like, oh, we're going to cancel. What the fuck? It just came on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Some people think that they're that they're going to start going to a weekly format where they'll only drop one episode because they feel like they're losing money from allowing people to binge. I don't know. I don't like that idea because that is the, that honestly is one of the upsides that I like about Netflix is that they'll drop a whole season at a time because I prefer I'm I'm at the point where I prefer binge watching. Yeah. Like, I don't like to, I'd rather watch shows on my own time than have to wait, wait a whole fucking week for the shit to come out. Like, just let me watch it when I want to watch it. I don't know. I just feel, I'm like, why y'all just don't look at Hulu and then do what Hulu do? <laughs> basically, basically. And then I feel like they don't have any, like, collaboration as well. You know how, like, Hulu is like, listen, we'll give you all of this for, you know, 20 Like, it, I feel like with Hulu for $20. You can get like what Showtime stars, what is it, stars, Disney Plus, and you ain't got no ads. Yeah, basically. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's that's Netflix's problem. There whoever's on their board sucks ass because they just been they have been coasting for years on the fact, like I said, that they were the first streaming service and they feel like people are 
out of that are just going to, out of, I guess, nostalgia are just going to stick with it. But I'm just like, for years, y'all bragged about being the people who ran Blockbuster out of business. And it's like, did y'all learn nothing from that model? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't see Netflix lasting for another couple of years because they just, their board suck. Unless they completely retool their board and get some smarter people in there who understand how to run a fucking streaming service. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I see them probably being bought or they're going to sell it, maybe. Yeah. Um, Partner up with somebody. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see. Most definitely. All right. So moving on. This one is just a quick hitter. I saw it popped up that ASAP Rocky, as soon as he pretty much he left for Barbados, was on a trip with Rihanna for a couple of days, popped back into L.A. and was arrested on shooting charges. Apparently it stemmed from a shooting that happened back in uh, 2021. The L.A. The LAPD has been investigating it for some quite some time. And they I guess they felt like they got everything that they needed to arrest his ass because they arrest his ass. Word is, is that he is facing 12 years. Just, uh, Lord. I just feel bad for Rihanna because, Lord, have mercy. Who needs that shit when you're basically at, in your third trimester? You're, like, right there at the end. Like, cause you can look at her and see that baby didn't drop. Like she's right there. So I just, uh, I feel for her in that regards. Cause yuck. Yeah. That's definitely like messed up. Yeah. I saw the picture of her though in Barbados. I'm like, I thought she was saying she was like four months, but it could have been a while ago. Yeah. Cause baby, <laughs> that baby didn't dropped. And I'm like, oh yeah. That's why she went back to Barbados because she want to have that baby at home. Yeah. I said she said she wanted to have a baby there. So, yeah. Makes sense. All right. Also, so we have this whole thing with, I don't want to spend too much time on him because, listen, we don't know. It's It's just a lot of mess around him, but there are more allegations again against Mr. Trey Songs. I just seen some a young lady has accused him of groping her inappropriately. Um she released the video images of it. She said she will drop the charges. Um she's doing five it's a five million dollar lawsuit. She said she'll drop it for I guess the five million. I don't know. Whatever the fuck that means. All I know is it's just it seemed like every week is something. I mean, I think we've been saying it for a while, like where there's smoke, there's fire. And we're just saying it like, bro, that was that video was like disgusting. I'm like, what made you take her top down? I don't know. And then I know I saw people like taking it was like, well, she laughed. I'm like, that's how I know y'all niggas don't be paying attention to women like that. And it's a thing of a nervous. <laughs> Please leave me. Yeah. You know. And I'm like, it ain't like he pulled it out and she like started shaking her chest or something. She immediately covered up. And I'm like, if you didn't have permission to do that, why did you do that? So I, I don't know. Like, and I know of course people like, what happened in 2013? So you can't tell her when she's supposed to say something. And there's strength in numbers, no matter how, how you look at it. I'm like, y'all look how y'all doing her right now. Facts. This is 2022 and all this information we know about sexual assault, all this, look how you, 2013? Child, please, y'all would have drugged that lady through the fucking dirt. Facts. Absolute facts. So, I don't know. I just, ugh. Mm. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to, like, I'm just, I'm going to leave it there because, boy, 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 it just seemed, like I said, every week, some something in the milk ain't clean. Something in the milk is not clean. I wonder if his brother gonna come out and say something about this one. Nah, he he probably gonna have to. Who <laughs> 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 he's starting to add up uh he's starting to add up charges like infinity rings. 
a nice little list on them. Absolutely. All right. So, also, our boy Shaq was in the news recently. I think he sat down for like a podcast or something. Everybody's been sitting down for pods. So, I'm assuming it was a podcast where he basically admitted that his marriage, that his wife was great. Um, when he was married to Shawnee, she was a great wife. And that essentially their divorce divorce was his fault. He took accountability for his actions and said that Shawnee was amazing and the best wife she could be and that it was essentially his fault. What do you think about that? I was like, okay, finally, some way a, a man, I'm not going to say well, a man takes accountability to say, you know what? He didn't drag her. He didn't try to minimize his actions. He didn't try to say, oh, well, you know, this is what she did. So it caused me to do this. And then our marriage deteriorated from there. He was like 100%. And I, the dude, his interviewer, I don't know if you saw it. He really rubbed me the wrong fucking way. Because it was like, he was like, no, you didn't have control over that divorce. He was like, and I liked that he stood up and was like, no, it was me and my shit. He did everything she was supposed to do as a wife and I was unfaithful and it came back to hunt me and she left but I, I mean I it was refreshing to see okay he took accountability he gave her her praises as she deserves and I I, I think that's a, one of those conversations that a lot of people need to have for healing you know what I'm saying like bro y'all you gotta acknowledge like at some point like you know what I fucked up and that, that's just the end of it. I fucked up. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And that's what led to the demise of my marriage. Like, because I think a lot of men were like, oh, well, she didn't have sex with me. They wanted enough sex that she could have had with you that was going to keep you at home. So, yeah, I appreciated that. I didn't, like I said, I didn't like the little interview or the podcast to do because I just felt like, bro, stop trying to make your narrative happened where you got to put something, some fault or blame on her. Oh. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Like, I didn't care for the the interviewer guy, the podcaster guy, because like you said, I felt like he was trying to spin his own narrative instead of just letting Shaq talk and, and get off his chest, whatever he felt like. Um, I also agree with you in that I feel like it was refreshing to see, especially especially in athletes because I feel like athletes rappers entertainers all of that they all kind of have that they're all uh jumbled into that kind of same category of you know they're always cheaters and things like that so just to hear him take accountability and be like nope wasn't her she didn't do anything wrong I stepped out and she was strong enough to be like hey you know what nah I'm not doing this no more so salute to him for that it's something I want to bring up because I know we have this, like, people have this discussion all the time when they see high-profile people get divorced. And it was like, oh, why his wife get this and he get this? It was one thing that he said that stuck out. And I was like, I know a lot of people ran over when he was like, yeah, she handled all the corporate business, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that we see that or people know that. But, like, a lot of times these celebrity wives that you think, oh, well, they make, you know, all this money every year, they probably got a nanny. A lot of those women handle their business this so they can go out and be like, okay, you go shoot at the gym and I'm gonna go shoot in the you know the the boardrooms. Right. I'm helping you sign contracts and picking up paperwork and going here and there and I'm making sure that you know everything is paid. I'm you know hitting up the account for taxes. I, I just like, that was another thing that stuck out. Like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, 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 I fully think that there are people need to hear the other sides. You know what I mean? Like they need to hear because there's these crazy narratives that float around. And I just feel like, nah, y'all need to hear the real deal. Like a lot of these women that y'all, call gold diggers or this and that and the other or say they don't deserve this that and the other like they really be behind the scenes they be doing a hell of a lot of shit and I feel like Shaq really kind of put them on to the fact that 
a lot of these women don't, you know, I know y'all think they just be sitting on their ass living in a life of luxury, but a lot of them actually behind the scenes are putting in work. They support y'all favorite little athletes or entertainers and allow them to just be an athlete and entertainer while they out here pretty much running everything. So, all right. So staying in the entertainment world, this whole Benzino thing, Lord, if I don't see Benzino next, like, I'm like, bitch, have we migrated back to 2005 or something? Like, I ain't seen Benzino name so fucking much in the last, I don't know, two, two and a half weeks. I'm sick of it. But essentially, he has been kind of going back and forth with his daughter, Koyla Ray. It started when her album Trendsetter was released. There was screenshots that were apparently from, I don't know if it's if it's been proven or not yet, from either an account, he's saying it was a, an old account that he had that got hacked and he hasn't had it for a year or two, I don't know. But of where he was apparently laughing at her for um, the album sales because she only did like 11K, which whatever, I think it's decent. But I don't... It's just messy, messy, messy. What are your thoughts? Like you said, it's messy. I feel really bad for her. Like, and well, I'm sad for her because it's like, damn. But you're like 50 competing with your daughter. If Is he over 50? I feel like. I feel like so too. That's what I'm saying. Like, competing with your daughter and. I just feel, I'm like, if I had any type of success, my data would be like, my, I'm so proud of my daughter. Look at her. Blah. It's like he's trying to take all the spotlight from her and put it on him and be like, bro, you're not relevant. Like, go home, picnic. And then you would think that he would be quiet after that whole, did you see the video where he went to his ex-girlfriend house? He was like, no, spiritual. He'd be like, bro, you took so many L's in his past suit. Just be quiet. Yeah, I, like I said, I I swear I felt like we was transported back in time because I'm like <laughs> I haven't seen this much Benzino ever. Like shit, even back then I don't even remember seeing this much Benzino. <laughs> like, but I I fully agree with you. Like I'm sad for Koi because this is her time and he clearly is just trying to capitalize off of her. And it's just like sit back and just be happy for your daughter. That's all you need to do. Sit back and be happy for your daughter. But you know some of these folks and their egos, man. Just absolutely fucking ridiculous. That's just like... And it seems like you want me to release a text message. I'm like, bro, what did you say? It's your Exactly. Exactly. Just stop tormenting your fucking child and let her enjoy her time and her success. Please. Just sit down, like, bro. Don't you got a court case coming up for vandalism? So, like, leave her alone. Leave her alone. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, speaking of court cases, uh, this one is is in the headlines because obviously there are two big court cases going on. There's the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard court case. We're not going to get into that because I don't really feel like our audience cares about that. <laughs> but um, there is one with Black China versus the Kardashians. Now, I'll be completely honest. I thought that this case was more about like the whole revenge porn thing. But in reading it now, I see that this is strictly she's suing them for I think defamation and for also for her, um, I guess, loss in deal because she had uh, the show Rob in China and she says that they end up getting it axed at E and that cost her money, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I, so in that regards, now it's changed my mindset a little bit about it. But what are your thoughts kind of after kind of seeing some of the things that we've seen popped up in, in just in relation to the case. One of the biggest things, she needs to tell her mom to shut up. But I don't, I'm kind of conflicted because I feel like 
if y'all were able to make y'all money off reality TV and giving y'all pass, then I feel like she should too without y'all intervening and stepping in. I don't know. Like, I feel like you kind of know with them when you get involved with them at that point, you know what type of family they are. So you run that risk of them fucking blackballing you. Like, if you're not doing something they want, especially with that network. Maybe if it was a different network, but that's their network. And a Kardashian is literally their bread and butter. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I just feel like, in, in like I said, I initially thought it was for the whole revenge porn thing. And I was like, okay, get your coin, sis. Like, this is an open and shut, easy case for you. But now and seeing that what this case is actually about, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like her attorney is just bilking her for money because essentially to me, it was an open and shut case when you admitted on the stand that you, there was a contract put in front of you that he presented you for, it was a kill contract to say that they were going to kill the show. So you were paid for that. Plus, you paid for another amount for the show ending. So, like, and you signed it. So, like, I, and then she's saying, well, I don't know what my attorney, you know, he didn't talk to me nothing about it or whatever like that. I thought the money was just, like, an advance or something. Like, ma'am, they are not responsible for you not reading your contracts or for you not speaking to your attorney if you don't understand the contract. Like, I... Like I said, I fully would have supported, and I think she would have, if she had a better attorney, she would have actually won that revenge porn case against Rob and his family. But this one, I don't, I don't know how you can get over you signing the contract. Like you, I mean, you can play in the court of public opinion by putting out all of, you know, because you know people hate the Kardashians and putting out all the text messages and all that's going to do is like in the court of public opinion say yeah you know we hate the Kardashians they should pay I don't know but like in the court of law I just don't know where what is her evidence like how do you debunk your actual physical signature on the contract the, the kill contract like I don't how do you do that how do you co- overcome that she gonna tell me she was on cocaine like I don't know. <laughs> Just let it go. Just take what you get and move out. She got to. And not only that, did you see the shit that she didn't admit it on the stand? Like, sis admitted she ain't paid taxes since 2017. Like, girl, it's gonna, you're gonna be in more trouble trying to take them down or get money from him. Cause guess what? The IRS am giving your OnlyFans income. Childless. I'm like, girl, who is, like, I, I saw, I'm like, who is her people? Because the fuck, like, what are you trying to, like, I was like, nah, I'm with you. It's going to end up, to me, this is going to end up costing her money than, more money than I think she will get, if she even wins anything. Because I, in all honesty, like I said, I don't know how you would, I don't care how much evidence you put forth. You, you, your attorney had a contract. You were there present. He's supposed to ask you if you don't understand, you know, do you need me to explain? Whatever. Are you supposed to say, I don't understand. You need to explain more to me, whatever. But you signed it and you got money for it. Like, I, I don't know how you, to me, that's open and shut case. You signed the contract. It's literally a kill. They said, if you go through and look through it, it's literally a kill contract. It says that we will be killing the show, blah, 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 blah. You're paid this X amount of dollars for that, plus you're paid another sum for this canceling of the show. I, you see what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know how she gonna pivot that. Like I don't. I. Mm. And then on top of it, like you said, her mama talked too fucking much. Listen, I'm like, girl, get her out of the courtroom because she's gonna fucking ruin your your shit. But I think she already can't come back into the courtroom for threatening them. So I'm like, ma'am. Y'all just be a whole shit show. A mess. A mess. 
All right. So this last topic is moving back to kind of like the music realm. Another one of these young ladies in the rap, Miss Erica Banks, she was sitting down on some type of panel and she was talking about how Nicki Minaj hurt her feelings for not doing a feature with her and how she only does features with women who can't rap. To which Nikki responded, look, I was turned down for many of the features. I never went out and begged for a feature. I simply grabbed a record and was, you know, sent it in and was like, see if you want to put me on the record. And that's how I got on records. Like I, to me that, I mean, maybe that is old school. Maybe that's an old fashioned way of it. But I just feel like nobody's entitled to anything. So the whole thing at this point, it just seems like, Throw out Nikki name just so I can get some type of exposure. I don't know. What are your yeah. thoughts? Um, it was tacky as fuck. Totally, like, totally fucking tacky. And he come off as jealous and you hate. It's like, why you? She don't have to give you a feature. You're not do a feature because you feel like you're the hottest rapper out. And I'm like, just to be honest listen i don't know nothing else and that's the only part that i know so i like i said i don't get it why you feel like you deserve a feature and why you would go on a stage and say she worked with people that can't rap it's like child just say you want to be on and you want her to help you get on because that's what it is and you see all the success that other rappers have had by having her as a feature on their song that basically that's all that boils down to. And what Nikki said was true, but like you not do anything. So you just got to move on. Get out there and hustle and make it happen. Like I just, I don't know. This whole climate of, of female rap is weird to me. Like first they was on this whole female empowerment and you see how quickly after they knocked Nikki down a couple of pegs that went away. And now it's like, okay, now it's almost like everybody is like, so we already knocked Nikki down a couple pegs. So now let's use her name again to feed into, because, you know, they have that whole mean girl thing about her. So if we feed into that narrative, oh, she won't work with us. She won't work with me. Must be because I'm a girl. She's a mean girl. Maybe that will get people to be more on my side. I mean, it might work though. Like we have seen it. We have seen where people feel like, Oh, Nikki's a mean girl, so let me support the other girls. So it, it's possible it may work, but I just feel like I feel like it's gonna backfire for more of them than the vast majority because some a lot of them who are begging for features and who are bringing her up are not the greatest in the bunch in terms of the the talent because there are a lot of extremely female, uh, extremely talented female rappers out there that are coming up. And I just feel like some of y'all just need to get in where y'all fit in. Stop worrying about Nikki and get in where y'all fit in and start doing some records. Listen, that's what I'm saying. Like, promote yourself. Because, yeah. like, I remember when I used to see Nicki Minaj on Rap City. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, look at that girl, Amaretto. I mean, she made it happen and didn't even have no Nikki nothing. She didn't have to mention Nikki at all. So I'm just saying, and she had a whole viral sensation where she went at all of Atlanta. So like, I mean, what you need to do? Listen. I don't know. All right. Well, that is all we have for hot topics this week. Let's go ahead and move to the relationship portion of the show. All righty. Uh, I guess I'll start. So this week, and it would I'm just going to take like DJ Envy and his wife. They were just talking about their relationship. They have a book coming out. She didn't say exactly what the headlines are saying it the way that they make it seem like. Um, but it was basically saying like, oh, you know, their first 10 years of marriage, she used to fake orgasms. So my question stems from that. Have you ever faked it before? And do you think it's like, you know, would you do it in a relationship to save your person's feelings? So... To answer that, have I ever faked it before? Yes. But it's never been like in a relationship. Because I feel like 
um, to to answer the second part of your question, I feel like to in a relationship is counterproductive. Like when you're with someone, it, you want the sex to be good and you want to be satisfied in it. So you should never fake within your relationship. You should all, you know what I mean? Because eventually it's going to get to the point where you're going to be like, okay, either he going to step out or I'm going to step out because I'm not, you know what I'm saying? We're not satisfied here. So it's just going to, it's going to bring your relationship down. It isn't going to work. But I mean, with just like some regular mistake, you know, <laughs> like, oh, okay. And then you'll be like, oh, this shit will never happen again because that was a mistake. <laughs> So, I mean, so, yeah, in, in that regards, like I said, uh, I have faked it, but never, like, it's never been with somebody I was actually in a relationship with or who I was actually interested in. Like, nah. What about yourself? I have faked it before. Like you said, I wasn't in a relationship. I guess you can call it a fly-by-night type thing. And it was more just like a, come on, let's get this shit over and get done so I can move on. I can't, I'm like you, like, I, I don't think I could take it in my relationship or anything like that. Like, I really just be like, listen, I'm done. Like, it, I ain't in the mood or something off or, yeah, we just not going to do it. I don't know, like, I just, I don't know, I think it's worth to continue to do it. But like, in her case, I mean, she just didn't know what it felt like. So I'm like, it's different. I just don't like. I could imagine ten years with your partner, and you had to fa- like the f- whole first ten years of your relationship. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot, man. Maybe that's why they had is. I don't know. I'm not really. I, I don't think I'm, I'll read their book. I don't know. I'm not really into reading like relationship books all that much because I don't feel like it's that helpful. In a sense, because I feel like everybody's relationship is different. But at the same time, I am kind of interested because I'm just like, I'm wondering, like, did that lead to him stepping out? Was that part of, like, what led to the cheating? Like, I don't know. Listen, I, yeah. Um, from what I get from it, though, I think it was just, she didn't know what it was supposed to be or supposed to feel like. but. They got a whole damn slew of keys, but I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So they must have recovered in some kind of way. <laughs> All right. So that, oh, I do have a relationship. Damn it. I keep doing that. <laughs> All right. So my relationship question, I actually saw this floating around somewhere on the internet. And I'm not sure. I feel like maybe we did talk about this before in one of our earlier shows but i'm not 100 percent sure either way we can bring it back around so do you think that if you are in an interracial relationship you can also be pro-black no um because i feel like the biggest part of being pro-black is the strengthening of the black community the black family and i don't think you can do that with a partner of a different race because just being 100% of something happening to you, your wealth goes to them. So that doesn't help. I don't know. And I just think it's just, I don't care how down that person is. Like, I just don't see, like, yeah, I don't think you could be 100% pro-Black with a spouse. That's of a different race. I think to be pro-Black, you are creating a Black family creating black wealth and you're keeping that wealth within the community hopefully i think you can be very immersed in your community i think you can be obviously you can be pro the black community you can be but i i think that in the i guess in the more broader sense or the general sense of what people define as pro-black I I definitely have to agree in this in that essence. Like if you look at just what people define as pro black, then you they, like you said that does include black family, that does include black kids, black creating black generational wealth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's no way to do that if your spouse isn't isn't black because then, you know, 
your your children are essentially going to be of mixed race. So, you know, all of that money won't go back to the black community. Like you, so, I mean, it it, it it's a tough space to be in because I definitely think I don't feel like it takes having an interracial relationship or anything like that, or I don't feel like it takes away from you as a black person in any shape or form. I think you can be just as, you know, pro your community as anyone else, but I definitely think that there's a difference. I mean, you have, I feel like you have to acknowledge that, that there is, it, it, it is different, that there is a difference because I mean, your struggles are different and just as a person it within your own relationship it's different because you don't have a, a counterpart who essentially lives through those same type of experiences that you do so it's definitely a complex situation though because i think that at some point when we come when we talk about pro black i think we're going to have to start just to to be progressive and be within the times i think you're going to have to start we're going to have to start expanding the definitions and things like that, because you do have a lot of, you know, mixed race children out there. And and a lot of them do define themselves as part of the black community. I mean, you do have few, a few who don't gravitate, you know, who say I am, you know, biracial and that's that. Um, You do have some who will say I'm fully black. Then you have some people who are fully black who say no you're biracial and you're not so i i think that it it can get a little tricky in there just because we all have so many different definitions of things so i don't know i think we're gonna have to it's gonna have to evolve just like anything else yeah i agree all right so yeah that's all we got for relationships this week Let's go ahead and jump into new books, TV, music, reviews. What you got this week? It was one of those series that, um, true crime series, I picked up a while ago, didn't watch it, but I um, finally watched the whole series binge watching um, the other day. Um, It's a good series. It's worth checking out. I'm trying to think, like, it wasn't any of the cases that I've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, none of the cases I've ever seen before. So that was a good thing. Sometimes they can like overlap. Like you'll get like on true crime series, you'll see like they cover a lot of them do some of repetitive stuff. Um, so some like never heard of before. Um, and it was, it was like, it was a cool one. Um, can't complain at all. It's definitely worth checking out, especially if you like true crime series. Yeah. Oh, I know it was one of the episodes. It was something that I had heard before. Like, I don't know if you remember the girl that uh, her mom made her play like she had cancer and was sick all of her life. And she ended up, her and her boyfriend ended up killing the mom. Huh? Oh, sorry. They have a, I'm sorry. Didn't they have a movie of that on like Netflix or on Hulu? Like, the, like they did like a, they had like an actual reenact movie. I feel like. I think it's actually on Hulu too. It's pro- I know I had, I had heard of it before, but like actually like seeing it, I don't know. I was really conflicted about it because I'm like, the boyfriend got like first degree murder, life without no possibility of parole, and he was like autistic. So I'm like, I ain't conflicted. I was like, I ain't like it. And she only got like ten. I think she got like ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't like it at all. And what is it called again? The show cases. Mm-hmm. And it's on Hulu, right? Yeah. But that was just like that's all I watched. And of course the like Olympus has fallen out. It just got a strong hold on me. <laughs> like every like couple of months or so I just go back and watch them. So I did watch those. Just okay. But that's all for me. All right. So on my end, I watched the second season of The Hardy Boys on Hulu. Um, it was a decent, like I, the first season was decent, the second season was decent. Y'all know I'm completely into nostalgia. Like I loved when I was a kid, I loved The Babysitters Club, hence why I watched The Babysitters Club series on Netflix. I loved The Hardy Boys when I was younger, hence why I watched 
the Hardy Boys. I loved like Goosebumps. So I watched the little Goosebumps movies. Like it just, it's nostalgia for me. Same thing with the Hardy Boys. Um, it's a decent show. I think that it's one of those shows. It's not like too scary or things like that. I think it'll be definitely, it's a good family show. And if you're somebody who, like I said, grew up, you know, reading like the Hardy Boys the same way you did like the Babysitter's Clubs or something. It's something you could share if you have kids or something like that, share with them because it's a good, wholesome show for all of those folks out there who are looking for that type of content because y'all swear that they're trying to wipe all that stuff away. It's Like I said, it's a good, wholesome, decent show for you to watch that you could watch with family if you wanted to. So, And then I also recently um because it aired tuesday is thursday so it aired on tuesday the series or did it air yesterday no it was tuesday yeah it was tuesday the series finale of blackish aired on tuesday so i did tune in and check it out i will say that this that's why i hate wrap-up seasons because this season just hasn't been like eh it hasn't been like super great. And I guess because like they were ramping down, um, trying to kind of tie up all the loose ends and all the stories. Um, it ended, I guess, on a cute note. They ended up, they were, and spoiler alert, if you didn't watch it or if you don't watch that blackish, then you'll know how I'm going to tell you how it ends. Essentially, uh, Pops and Ruby were supposed to be moving away. And then eventually Dre was like, you know what? I think I want to move. And Rainbow was like, me too. And so they decided to, all of them decided to move houses because they felt like they had spent 17 years raising their kid in, you know, in a white neighborhood because they, they had always been told once you get rich and you get big, move into one of these neighbors that shows that you made it. Um, but they, they said they were tired of always feeling like the only black person on the block. So they decided to move to like a black neighborhood. Um, and they were like, what, wouldn't it be great for our youngest? Cause they did have that fifth, the fifth child, Devante. Wouldn't it be great for him to be raised in a community full of affluent black people, like where he could see affluent black people all the time. So I think they ended up, it looked like they ended up moving to like Baldwin Hills or something like that, but nonetheless. And then they did like a, it was weird. It was like they had like a coffin and they put flowers in there in front of the house and had like a whole little funeral service. And then they did like a second line um, to end the show. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was cute. It was a cute little ending. It made sense. Like I, for one, I couldn't understand why. OK, why it took y'all 17 years to think, hey, you know what? No, I'm going to move to a black neighborhood. But, you know, hey, whatever. It is what it is. It was a good show while it lasted, though. I'm going to miss seeing the youngins on there. Um, I fully believe, though, you know, it was a blessing in in disguise because they gave us Marseille. And I think that young girl, she is going to be a force. When we yes. talk about upcoming, like, superstars, that little girl, Marseille, is going to be a force. And, and she what? She's just now hitting, like, 16, 17 baby yeah. she is she's up next and she's gonna be because she's already a force but i'm just saying i think she is going to be huge and we know that the the young man marcus who plays junior he's moving on to grownish so he's gonna still uh be in that universe and still get some acting chops under his under his belt and i think that he is actually i feel that's one thing i could say about their casting like the the kids that they casted for it, it to be, I think with the exception of Yara, 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 they were pretty much unknown. You know what I mean? They were pretty much unknown, and they were just kind of like getting started. But they have some really, they were really talented and had some really good acting chops. And I think that all of them will find some type of footing. I think because they were all really good, and they have really good families behind them. So. Yeah, I am going to miss Pops and Ruby, though, because I think Lawrence Fishburne and Jennifer together are fucking comedic gold. Like, they are so good together. It's like you want them to, like, I want them to be friends with the Carmichaels. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that would be a fucking good show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a good show. But yeah, so that's it for me in terms of new books, TV. I feel like I haven't listened to any new music. I have been I have been in a chokehold probably, and I know the song is old, um, but it's just like been on rotation. Like I've been going through a whole, like I go through every couple of months, I go through like an Afro beats rotation and I have been killing this fire boy again. It's just back in rotation again, Peru and all of his other little records are cute too. So I've just been killing some fire boy lately, but yeah. Outside of that, I haven't really been listening to much. Like, I'm with you. I've been listening to a lot of old music. Like, I looked at my title playlist because they give you, like, a your top stream, your top artist for a month. And, like, I'm like, damn, I am old as fuck because, <laughs> like, my top artist was, like, uh, Total, um, TLC, and something else, man. Like, oh, and Wale. So, I'm like, bitch, I am old. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it is what it is. Like, you know, I, I totally, fully stand in my oldness. Anywho, but yeah, that's all I got for new books, TV, music. I will say next week I will have a review for you guys because the Batman is on HBO Max. So I'm going to watch it this weekend and I will have a review for you next week. And none of you should be upset because it's been out for since early, <laughs> early, early in the month. Um, so you've had plenty of times to see it, so I don't want to hear, oh, you're getting spoiled. No, okay, it's been out long enough, so kiss my ass. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into your missing this week. My missing this week, her name is America Shell. Um, she went missing back on February 4th, 2020, so it's been two years. Um, she was, she did go missing when she was 17, so of course now she's 19. Not a lot of information like where she was last seen, um, but she is, of course, black female, um, black hair, brown eyes, 5'4", weigh 130 pounds. Um, she was last missing from the Memphis area. There is no, like, known, like, what her last clothes or anything was. So definitely, um, again, one of those things that's, like, her family is still looking and searching for her research that I did. I didn't find like a lot of updates. All right. So with that said, I am going to quickly jump into this week's nerd moment of the week. As you guys know, this is my favorite part of the show. So I'm going to start off with the flash, the CW flash, by the way. Um, so as we know, we reported that it was, I, I gave you that information a couple of weeks ago where I told you that they were renewed for season nine officially. It's been official. There are whispers, and I think that they are very loud whispers, and I think that we can all pretty much assume the writing is on the wall that The Flash season nine will probably be the last season, will more than likely be the last season just based on Grant Gustin's contract. I mean, you pretty much can tell he signed a one-year deal with a shortened contract. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be the wrap for The Flash. But nonetheless, also one of these series regulars who has been on the series since the beginning, Jesse L. Martin, he is not returning as a series regular for season nine. He booked another show. So I think, again, that just leads to the fact that, yeah it's it's pretty much a wrap for the flash so for all of those out there who love the show still watch it get prepared for the end um because definitely it feels like it is is 100 coming to an end so however many uh, episodes they have remaining in season eight and then uh, they're saying maybe possibly 15 episodes but i think it'll probably even be shortened from that for season nine so um, before we get that wrap up there. Also, it's staying in Flash news, but this one is actually in the uh, the For the Flash movie. I talked about this, I think it was last week or maybe the week before, where Ezra Miller was arrested the first time down in Hawaii. Well, he has been arrested again in Hawaii. 
This time um, it's on second degree assault charges. He threw a chair. Um, it's reported. Uh, I'm going to say um, it has been reported. They're saying that allegedly he threw a chair at a young woman. This is the second time. The first time we saw that video where he was kind of attacking a young woman. And this is the second time where he has been seen, you know, accused of attacking a woman. It's a problem. And I also want to apologize because I keep call- saying he, and that is wrong. His pronouns, his, uh, bleh, the pronouns that Ezra uses are they and them. So let me apologize for that and apologize. I think I said he in the last video as well. Um, so I should be using they or them. So I apologize for that because Ezra's pronouns are they and them. But essentially that they, they have been arrested again. I think that the writings on the wall with this one with Warner Brothers I think that they're not going to have a choice because Ezra has been just caught up in too many scandals and I think that they can't afford a lot of scandals over their their way again because they have to deal with the whole Amber Heard thing as well and it's just like at this point I think that what will happen I definitely think they're going to release the Flash movie because I, I feel like they're just too far in it to shelve it it's cost them too much money to shelve it. But I think you'll get some type of soft reboot or you'll get some type of reboot where they'll have to replace Ezra because they are just too much, you know, trouble for the situation. So nonetheless, yeah, I think we'll get that news. If they release a news, I don't know if it'll be news. I think it'll probably like, they'll just sneaky sneak somebody in there as a replacement and like I said it'll be like a soft reboot and then lastly as I said in my last segment the Batman is now on HBO Max I intend to watch it this weekend and review it next week on the show so again there will be spoilers I don't want to hear nothing though because it has been out in theaters for weeks now and it's been on HBO Max for a whole week so y'all got plenty of time to watch the show. Don't give me no shit about spoilers. All right. All right. Well, that is all I have for the nerd moment of the week. Anything else on your end, Fallon DM? Nothing else for me. All right. So then per usual, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you have a good night. Good night.